How you guys doing? Awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord one more clap offering. He deserves it. He is worthy. Amen, amen. You guys can be seated. So good to see you this morning. My name is Pastor Thomas Humphreys. I'm just kidding. I'm Pastor Eddie. Good to see you guys. Pastor Thomas is on his way back home uh, this weekend. Would you please keep him and Amity and their family in prayer as they travel home from visiting family uh, this past week. And so, so glad that you joined us here today. So glad that you joined us online. As I said a minute ago, my name is Pastor Eddie. I'm one of the pastors here at Rev City. And today we're going to speak about, I'm going to speak about, uh, you're just going to listen. Well, I'm going to speak about uh, my, one of my favorite things to speak about in church, and it's the gift of prophecy. Can you say Amen. It's going to be awesome, I promise. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Numbers chapter 11. We're going to uh, be at a different, bunch of different places, but we'll start there here in just a moment. The spiritual gift of, of the prophetic of prophecy is you're going to find all throughout the Word of God. And the gift of prophecy is a gift that should mark us as followers of Jesus. It's one of those powerful gifts that should be evident in our lives and through our lives to everyone that we're in contact with, so much so that when people are around us, they should feel the power of the Holy Spirit working through us to speak words that encourage, that build up, and that comfort. And I read the story, and you guys remember the story in the book of Acts, where people were saying they would pull people out of their houses and into the walkways and into the streets so that just the, maybe the shadow of one of the apostles would fall on them so they could be healed. There was an evidence that the people around the apostles and the, and the believers of Christ saw something different in them. They saw the manifestation, the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through their lives, so much so that they were willing to take the sick and the infirm and lay them in the streets with the hope that the shadow of that person would walk by them. That's how powerfully evident the Holy Spirit was in their lives. Moses said this in the First Testament, Numbers 12, 11, verse 29, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all. Everybody say all. That includes you and me. So as we get started this morning, I want to pray and I want, to, I want you to join me in this prayer and we're going to ask Holy Spirit to come and be powerfully present in our lives. Whether you're here in this room, whether you're there online, I want you to hear this message today, and I want you to, weeks from now, be going, I want, when I get up in the morning, for the Holy Spirit to make himself powerfully pleasant, present in my life, so then I walk by, people will see the evidence of the power of God working in my life. Now, through this message, you receive a revelation from God's word of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that is available to everyone who will ask, and that's the catch. You have to ask. The Holy Spirit is not gonna force himself upon you. You have to go to God and say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today. I heard one pastor say years ago that as believers in Christ, we leak. <laughs> and what he meant by that is that Throughout the day, whether we're at home, whether we're at work, whether we're at school, whatever it is, we're giving of ourselves all day long, and we're leaking out the power and the presence of God. We're leaking out the fruit of the Spirit because, have you ever heard somebody say, well, that guy just stole my joy, or that person is stealing my peace? There's no, as a believer, that should be impossible because we know where our help comes from. 
If you need joy, joy is always available to you as a son and daughter of the Most High God. There's a peace that surpasses understanding that's available to you because you are son and daughter of the Most High God. If somebody needs peace, give it away. If they need joy, give them joy. Whatever it is that they need, you have the power of God resident with inside of you to release that from yourself and say, I know where to get more and I can take you to him if you would like. So we have to ask, Holy Spirit, we invite you into our lives so that daily we can be prophetic. So I'm gonna ask you this morning to open up your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and move in power this morning. Father God, we come to you today, your sons and your daughters, and we ask you to be powerfully, powerfully present in this room, powerfully, powerfully present in the homes of those watching online and in the businesses and in the cars. Powerfully, powerfully present, Lord God, to move in us and through us. We pray that you would release your prophetic anointing in this place and around the world, Lord God. Wherever anybody's hearing my voice today, that you would release your prophetic anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. And we're going to see um, the Holy Spirit come in power just as Jesus promised. He said, I'm going to go uh, up to, to be with my Father in heaven, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So they're waiting for the, the promise. And in that, the church was birthed uh, to fulfill a prophecy spoken uh, of in the First Testament by the prophet Joel. So Acts chapter 2, verse 16. And it says, this is the fulfillment of what was prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, this is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and cause, uh, I'll pour my spirit on everybody. Say everybody with me, everybody. And cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams. I begin to dream. And the Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they, everybody and all, will prophesy. So the Holy Spirit fell in the book of Acts chapter 2, and people began to speak in other tongues, and, and other people understood what they were saying, and they were say, accusing them of being having too much wine. They said, no, it's not too much wine. This is what was spoken of the prophet Joel. He said, everyone will prophesy. It's happening. It's beginning to happen right now. The word of the Lord is coming to his people and we're going to speak the word of God. First Thessalonians chapter five says this, never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. We just sang a song of saying, God, bring the fire, bring the fire. And here they're saying, do not put out the fire of the Holy Spirit and don't become one who scorns prophecy. But be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test, the prophetic words, and afterward hold tightly to what is proven to be right. The apostle saying, test the word of God against the scriptures. Test that word uh, based on what the spirit of God is actually saying to you. If the, if the prophetic word is given, passes the test, then hold on tightly to it. You need that in this season. Hold on tightly to what is proven to be right. 
But what I want you to see in that message is when he, the, the apostle was very intentional to say what is proven to be right, meaning there's going to be times when those words are proven wrong. It could be because the person speaking the prophetic word missed it. Even though they sincerely thought it was God. It could be because what they thought was God was actually them. Now, I don't know about you, but I've done this before. I've looked at a person and I said, I really believe God is saying this to you. And I spoke the word of God that I believe would be for them. And they looked at me and they go, that was really nice. But I don't identify with that. And part of me wanted to say, well, because you're not spiritual like I am. (laughs) If I'm honest. And I said, well, you know what? I was leaning in. Forgive me for missing it. They didn't call me a false prophet. Nobody screamed, get Barabbas, crucify that guy. They trusted me, they loved me, and they extended grace. But there's other times, and I've seen this evident in my own life uh, towards me, when a person has spoken a word over my life because they wanted to glorify themselves. They wanted to exercise a gift so that I would be impressed. In some form or fashion, they were trying to manipulate and control me. And so I thought, well, if I can act spiritual enough to Eddie, I can get in good favor with him and he'll let me speak more prophetically to other people. And so here's the thing. We've probably have heard that have happened. Maybe it's happened to you like it has to me. But here's what I want to convey to you this morning when we speak about prophecy. Don't let those things deter you or cause you to have contempt or despise prophecy. Don't allow those who have missed it, even though they were sincerely trying to hear God, or even those that have abused that gift to turn you off to the prophetic voice of the Lord. The scriptures say, do not treat prophecy with contempt. And I'm saying, just because of a couple of bad apples that spoil, that try to spoil that true gift of prophecy, don't let them misrepresent what Holy Spirit wants to do, and that's to speak to you and I. Amen? When we do that, when we hold prophecy in contempt, what we're doing is we're keeping ourselves from experiencing the good things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through our lives. You see, we serve a good God. Can you say amen to that? And he has given us his spirit for our good, for our benefit. Jesus said it was to our advantage that he leave the earth and ascend into heaven so that he could send Holy Spirit to give us good gifts. The gifts of God, the gifts of the Spirit are for our good. Regarding the prophetic word, it's changed my life. It's been an anchor to Beth and I throughout our lives and throughout our ministry. Early on, 
uh, when we, we came into the ministry, uh, I came on as a, a, a staff as a youth pastor, first bivocational. I worked at a secular job, and then during the night, uh, I would work uh, as a youth pastor to oversee a bunch of youth, and it's an awesome time of, of, of ministry. But in the middle, <clears throat> in the in-between, I was um, questioning, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I really called to the vocation as a full-time pastor? Now, I hope everyone would agree with me that every single person in here is called to ministry. Your ministry just looks different than mine. It's just different. But you're called to the ministry. But we're talking, I'm speaking about the vocation of being on staff in a church as a pastor. And I was questioning this vacillating back and forth. I, I don't know. I'm leaving this job and da, da, da. And so one day we had a prophetic event like what we're going to have here next weekend when Pastor Richard's here. And we had some pastors come in, and they were actually going to minister to us specifically as a staff coming on to the church. And so one of the ministers, as I was kneeling down, Beth and I were kneeling down, and he said, I need to tell you something. And I said, that's what I'm here for. He said, you are called to the ministry for the rest of your life. You need to settle it right now. It was like this weight just fell off of me because God knew what I was wrestling with. And he sent a person to come speak to me, to encourage me and to charge me, quit vacillating back and forth, back and forth. You're called, settle it. And there's some of you that God has called you to what you're doing presently right now. And you're vacillating back and forth. Well, maybe it's, Maybe our season's over for this, or maybe this is not what we're supposed to be doing anymore. And I'm here to tell you this morning, settle it with God. You're called to do what you're, you're doing right now. Settle it. Years ago, when we got a hold of this prophetic teaching, and we really loved the prophetic ministry, and we were at a again, another service, and the prophetic word of the Lord was just very present in the service. And so afterwards, you know, like most good uh, followers of Christ do, we went to Wendy's to go grab a burger, and uh, we placed our order, and then as we drove up to the window, uh, and the lady uh, gave us, uh, she asked for the money, and, and we paid, and, and immediately the Lord said, you need to ask her about her son. And I was like, well, Good. Let's just be honest with you. It's kind of nervous. And so she, she comes to, to give us our, the bags of, uh, of manna, and uh, she holds it out of the window, and I grab the bags, and I said, do you have a son? And she goes, I have two daughters. And my heart just dropped. And she goes, and my youngest one is a son. And I said, oh. And, and I said, your son is going to be okay. God has his hand upon your son. And I know you worry about him a whole lot, but God says, don't worry. He's got him. He's covering him. And as I'm telling her this, she's crying. She's just weeping. And she goes, my two daughters are older, but my youngest son is, the, is, is really little, and he doesn't have a father in the home, and so I worry about him all the time. 
I said, what is your son's name? And she said, Daniel. I said, wow. Daniel's a good name. That's a prophetic name. Tonight when you go home, today when you go home, you just don't worry about Daniel anymore. God's got him. It was a word that encouraged her. It was a word that built her up. And it was a word that bring her comfort. Regarding prophecy, the gift of prophecy has changed my life and has caused me to, 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 to understand that God has a desire to speak to his church. He has a desire to speak to you. And here's the thing, it's not because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a son of the Most High God. And you are too. Or you're a daughter of the Most High God. Here's the first point if you're taking notes. Everyone needs prophecy. Let me ask you this question. Let's think about this. Who here in this room or there online or in your car or wherever you're at wants to hear from God? Would you raise your hands for me there at home? Just put the hand up emoji or something. Yeah, we all want to hear from God, right? Okay, another, this is not, these aren't true questions, by the way. Who here wants to be encouraged? Yeah, man. Okay. Who here wants to be built up? Who here during times of your life, maybe not right now, but maybe in times of your life, has ever wanted to be comforted? Yeah, man. See, when God speaks to you by his spirit, it's the breath, the pneuma of God, breathing out a prophetic word to do those things that you need, to encourage, to build up, and to comfort. Imagine what would happen if everyone in this room and everyone listening online, in their cars, weeks from now even, if they could hear God's voice and then they spoke what they heard out prophetically to encourage, to build up, and to bring comfort. They shared the prophetic word of God to them to someone else in this room, in their neighborhood, in their workplace. It would change the city. It would change your family. It would change this nation and the world. But here's the thing. You have to believe that you can hear God and you have to believe that everyone else needs to hear God. 1 Corinthians 14 says, it is good that you are enthusiastic and you're passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. And when you read that part of enthusiastic and passionate, it means to have an appetite for. You have to desire the prophetic word of God because you will not eat what you're not... Uh, uh, have a, well, you don't have an appetite for. I have an appetite for the prophetic voice of the Lord in my life and in the lives of others because it changes things. One word from God can change everything. But if you don't have an appetite of it, you will never eat it. You will never be in that place to hear God to begin to speak what God has said. You have to have an appetite for it. See, what's happened in the church is the prophetic or the gifts of the Spirit almost in whole have become kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. What if I get it wrong? What if you get it right? 
If you get it wrong, because listen, we're fallible people. We're not perfect. He hasn't come back for us yet. I shared in the Next Steps class the other day, last week I said, listen, when you got saved, your spirit was completely renewed. It was called playroom. It's complete. You're saved. But it's not yet teleos, which is when Jesus comes back for us. The word teleos is complete, perfect. It can't be added to. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is teleos. We're not there yet. We're playroom. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to miss it. But when we're leaning into God, when we're trying to hear from him, it's okay. God, I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to hear you, and I feel like I'm supposed to encourage this person. So I shared a scripture with them, and I tried to encourage them, but it didn't hit the target. I said, it's okay. Lean in a little more. Pursue me a little more. I'm speaking to you. You just missed it. It's okay. It's good to be enthusiastic and passionate, to have an appetite for spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.3, but when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage and to build them up and to bring comfort. I said a minute ago, Pastor Richard uh, is going to be here uh, this next week. He's going to preach at the 9 and 11 o'clock service, and then we're going to have an an evening service where there'll be some teaching and worship and some prophetic ministry. You need to be there. You need to clear out your calendar, if at all possible, and be here because he's going to do those very things. He's going to speak prophetically to encourage, to build you up, and to comfort. Come with an expectancy. Come with an appetite to hear from God. Let me look at that verse again, 1 Corinthians 14.3. But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people. He speaks to build them up. He speaks to comfort them. See, when you live your life daily seeking the prophetic, you're asking questions of the Lord. What can I say today to a person that will call them nearer to you, God? What can I share with an individual that I might have a contact with today that is going to encourage them to keep going? I'm seeking to encourage them, Lord. Give me a word to speak something into your life, into their life that previously wasn't there. Where they lacked courage, let me encourage. What can I say today, Lord God? God, what what have you spoken to them that I can confirm and build them up? What are you already doing in that person's life that I can come alongside them and say, you know what, I was praying for you today and I really felt the Lord said this and they go, wow, I needed to hear that. It confirmed some things in me. What pain or disappointment is someone feeling that I'm going to have a connection to today that I could cheer them up and bring them comfort? Okay, let's make this real practical. What would happen in your life this week if you make a decision, and again, it's a choice, you have to ask, 
But you make a decision to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit in every conversation that you're going to have. That you wake up and say, Holy Spirit, you got to empower me this morning with your gifts. Because when I'm speaking to somebody today, I want to be sensitive to the leading of your spirit to encourage them, to build them up, and to bring comfort. Whatever you want, here I am, send me. What would happen? How could you be a blessing to someone else? Because when you do these three, three, three things, empowered by the Spirit of God, you are prophesying. You're speaking something into the atmosphere that wasn't previously there. They had no courage. They weren't being built up. They were probably being torn down. And they were in dire need of comfort because they were hurting. Your spouse needs to be encouraged. Your children need to be built up. And your loved ones need to be comforted. And here's the awesome thing about all that, is God wants to operate through you to meet that need. Who in here this morning needs courage? Stand up with me if you would. The word of the Lord to you today is be of good courage and be courageous. Be of good courage and be courageous. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Holy Spirit, to those that are standing this morning, would you come and would you put courage in them? Just receive the word of the Lord to yourself today. Just say, Holy Spirit, I need courage. Now this is what I heard the Lord say to you. Keep at it. You are further along than you know. I know it feels like it's been a long time and you still hadn't gotten there you're close. Don't give up. Don't give in. What the enemy has planned for your harm and your demise, God is getting ready to turn it around for his glory and for your good. Don't give up. When you've done everything that you can to stand, stand in the full armor of God. He has given you the helmet of salvation. He has given you the shield of faith. He has given you the belt of, 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 of uh, the truth, the, the, the breastplate of righteousness. He's given you the gospel of peace on your feet. You are completely clothed in the armor of the living God. Stand and don't take one step back. Be encouraged today. God knows where you're at and he sees it and he's gonna break through in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. You received that today? Who, 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 needs to be, who, who needs to be built up this morning? I needed to be built up this week. So this word was for me as well, so I'm standing with you. 
This is what the Lord told me. Lift up your head, Eddie. Look to where your help comes from. It's not coming from your circumstances. Lift them up to me. The Lord is your help. He is an ever-present help in your time of need. Look to him and not to the circumstances. He alone is your rock. He alone is your salvation. He alone is your fortress. Run to the rock. Run to that hiding place where not only will you find shelter, but you will find a peace that surpasses your understanding and you will be equipped with the tools that you need to go back out again. God has come to build you up. And what has felt like he's taking some things out of your life, it feels like he's tearing you down. No, those are things that you don't need in the next season. Let him have them. God is not trying to tear you down. He's trying to prune you. Let it go. Because God has a desire this morning to begin to build you up in this next season. But you have to let go of the things that he wants to take from you. It's not to tear you down. It's for your good. I promise. The scripture says, he alone is your rock and your salvation and your fortress. You shall not be shaken. Amen? You received that this morning? Let's thank God for that. Last one on this, and then you can, you can sit, because like, man, he's making a stand during a church service. What's up with that? Who needs to be comforted? Who needs comfort this morning? The comfort of the Lord. Here's what the Lord told me to tell you this morning. You are going to see the goodness of God. You're not going to hear it. You're not just going to feel it. You're going to see the goodness of God. Wait for him. Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. You love him and he loves you. And because of that, all things are going to work together for your good. You are called according to his purpose. Wait. Again, he's an ever-present help. And here's what I heard this morning, or last night actually. Some of you, in your need of comfort, have experienced heartache. A heartache. And what I, the word I heard was heart sickness. And here's the word of the Lord to you this morning. God wants to take the heartache and do heart surgery so that no longer heartache, but breakthrough. Your heart is getting ready to break through. But here's what you have to do. Fresh and new today, you have to give God your heart and say, God, I'm hurting. I'm heart sick. And I give you my heart. And God says, I'll take that heart and I'll cause your heart to break through. Do you receive that this morning? Amen. Can we give the Lord a clap off one more time? You can be seated. Ask the Lord each and every morning to empower you in the conversations that you're having with him and with others. Let the scripture 
the Word of God come alive in you so that when you speak them out, they confirm, wow, God, that's what you're doing in me. Or wow, God, that's what you're going to do in them. Everybody needs prophecy. Prophecy creates an atmosphere of worship. Years ago, I was at a church in, in uh, Texas, and uh, a couple was there standing right kind of where you, where you are, Shay, was standing right there. And I grabbed the mic, and I, and I just was being obedient to what God said. And I looked at the couple, and I said, you've been asking God whether or not you can even hear him. And God says, yes, you can hear me. And here's what I have to say to you, and I shared the prophetic word. And I sat down. After the service, I went up to the couple and uh, I wanted to kind of confirm that what I said to them hit the mark, whatever. And when I got to them, the, the, the wife was crying. And I was like, oh, this could be good or bad. And so she was crying and the husband looked at me and he said, this morning, because this is our first time in the church and we were at a hotel room and I looked at my wife and I says, I don't even know if I can hear God anymore. And the first words out of your mouth was, you can hear God. You're hearing him. And right then and there, I knew that God was in our hotel room with us. And he wanted to speak to me. He was totally encouraged by this word. And he said, my wife is crying because we just can't, we don't want to leave. We just want to stay here and worship God. Because the prophetic word, it creates the atmosphere. We just want to worship him. 1 Corinthians 14, 24 says, but if all of you are prophesying, an unbeliever or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they'll be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. And they listen, as they listen, their secrets, thoughts will be exposed. And they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. Prophetic word creates an atmosphere of worship. Number three, we'll finish here. Prophecy calls us to intimacy. John 10, 27 says, my own sheep will hear my voice. I know each one and they will follow me. Jesus is telling you and I as his sheep that we have the ability to hear his voice. He knows each and every one of us. We not only hear his voice, but now we follow after his voice. But to really hear the voice of the Lord, to begin to live daily prophetic, requires intentionality and intimacy with God to hear him speak. Beth and I like to say, into me see. Intimacy. God, search my heart and know me. Into me see, Lord God. Speak to me. Change me. Renew me, restore me, encourage me, build up me, comfort me. Thank you, God. Now let me go out and do others the way you've done to me. Let me show them that through our intimacy, they too can have intimacy with you. Pastor Brady Boyd in New Life Church in Colorado Springs says, listening 
is intimacy. And God has always wanted intimacy. The Lord has always wanted a relationship with you and I. That's why he sent Jesus to restore a broken relationship. He sent his Holy Spirit after Jesus ascended to empower us, to fill us, so that he can operate in us and then through us. To hear God speak, we listen. And then we speak what God has spoken to others so that they too can enjoy intimacy with the Father. Last scripture here, Jeremiah 33.3. This is God's message. The God who made the earth, made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God. Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. Through intimacy with God and the Holy Spirit, we become carriers of the presence of God, first to receive and then to impart the prophetic word. When we are filled with the breath of God, the word of God affects us, it changes us. And then because of that life change, we can go out and affect others. Intimacy is birthed out of our relationship and fellowship with God than to others. The Lord desires to tell you and I marvelous things, things that we could never figure out on our own. All we need to do is call out to him and he will answer. Stand up with me. Prepare to be dismissed this morning. We're going to pray, and I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you need God? Do you need to hear His voice? Pursue intimacy with him and listen. He will speak. He will minister to you and then he will give you a word for others, but you have to ask. You have to be ready to step out in faith knowing it's going to produce an atmosphere of worship in the person you share that with that will glorify God. It'll create a place, a place of intimacy with them and it'll help them to understand they need the prophetic voice of the Lord. If you're here this morning and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, then it's going to be impossible to hear God the way he wants to speak to you. But you have an opportunity this morning, whether you're here in this room or there online, to surrender your life to him. It's not about pun punching your ticket to heaven. It's about intimacy with God. It's about relationship with him. And so if you're there online, if you're here in this room, I want you to pray this prayer with me. We're going to join you in this prayer, just a prayer of surrender and giving our lives to Jesus so that he would be Lord of our lives and we would have a greater intimacy with him to hear his voice and to be led by his spirit. Say this with me. Father God, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And today, I surrender my life to you 
Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me of my sins and fill me with your spirit. Speak to me, Lord God. Change my life and help me to change the lives of others through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a clap offering this morning? Press in. I hope this ministered to you. I hope that you understand that you can be daily prophetic by hearing the voice of the God first for yourself and then asking him to empower you to speak to others. When we speak the word of God, it changes atmospheres. It changes lives. Amen? Let's worship the Lord this morning.